भगवते so um continuing from last week we recognize the current state of affairs which is not too good massive climbs in rates of depression unhappiness suicide particularly in the last um 10 and even more so in the last 5 years it's sort of accelerating particularly amongst young people and the reality is there is this huge struggle to find meaning and purpose and even if i latch on to the cause of the moment whether that is i don't know there's unlimitless numbers of of serious things that have unfortunately become highly politicized which is the dumbest thing that we can do um and and the result is that even in these endeavors people find little hope and little to guide them i had mentioned um so we also examined the failure of materialism the lie that it proposes that you can become happy by consuming material things when i speak of materialism i'm speaking of the actual philosophy of materialism that there is only one type of energy and that is the material energy matter everything can be explained by that and the philosophies of course that come from it which are fundamentally hedonism which is you know it just brings about so much unhappiness and such a lack of of fulfillment i had mentioned also last week um you know we most of us have not actually become very thoughtful about where we are currently and how we got to the place that we're in as individuals and as societies we're pretty much oblivious to to the the changes that have taken place quite rapidly um particularly over the last 50 years and we saw this huge jump that began in the early 1900s where there was this move by the actual leaders of society to transform the human population into consumers that the primary purpose has to be as a consumer of things and they spoke about quite boldly the need to create a uh, a uh, desires or wants based society over one that simply responded to needs they they made a clear distinction and so this whole massive focus went into creating this new 
norm. I also mentioned that during the, the late 60s and early 70s, a lot of the people that had um, kind of dropped out and did the hippie thing, moved back into the academe, became qualified, and introduced a lot of new pop philosophy that previously wasn't there. And we saw these things, like I, I mentioned last week, one of the books, there were, like some guy wrote two books. One was called Winning Through Intimidation, and the other one was Looking Out for Number One. And it became like a bestseller in America and was a bestseller for three years. So, I mean, do you think that's going to have an effect or not? And, uh, you know, there's going to be ramifications. There are also ramifications when the quest for knowledge is disconnected from older traditions and actual spirituality, where things become reduced to this idea that things are just happening almost mechanically or automatically, that they serve no purpose, there is no underlying purpose. This is all just a bunch of chemical reactions. If you are involved in the science aspect of exploring that, you can get, you can find a purpose in pushing further and further and discovering more and more and understanding. The problem is though, when you put out this idea that there is no purpose to anything, if people really are going to take that on board, and they do, then you end up with something that is actually incredibly destructive, where people really begin to struggle. So the whole question of, of purpose and, and meaning in life is, is really, really important. Um, there's an interesting um, thing that, that Ivishwa shared with me when he asked me to speak about this. There is an organization out of the UK, and it's called actionsforhappiness.org. And interestingly, um, it's not founded by religious people. There is no religion or overt spirituality in it, although the Dalai Lama has been adopted as a patron of the organization. But it was founded by members of the academe from a variety of universities in the UK who were involved in research and study on things like happiness, on mental health, on, on issues, on larger social issues, the ramifications of our choices and everything. And they felt very moved to establish, you know, this, this organization and, and, and quite aggressively promote it, aggressively meaning in a, in a really nice way. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm going to read out a a few things from their website, and, the, and, and I'm doing this as a lead up to something else that I will speak of. But I, I think that we will all recognize when you when you hear these things, you will you will 
it will resonate, it will touch you, and you know that this is inherently good. This is inherently good, it's inherently worthy, and, and something that we need to consider. And it's also incredibly practical. So they, they have built their whole thing on, on a number of, of purposes, a limited number. And the first of their fundamental values is that we can each affect the happiness. Our, I'm sorry, we can each affect our happiness and the happiness of those around us. I mean, you know, we don't even, we don't even think like that. Or do we? Am I the only one that's... No. We generally don't even think in those terms. It's not a very conscious thing. It's not very high up on the menu of things that are going to take up, you know, our, our, our space in our mind or in our life. But that recognition, that recognition is profound and it is based upon spiritual principle. And while they don't talk about any underlying spiritual principle, they're just putting out some really good ideas. The reality is it is based upon spiritual principle. That we can each affect our happiness and the happiness of those around us. And then they state there is a wide range of proven actions that we can take to boost happiness both in ourselves and others. So I, I, I totally agree with that. I'm not going to go into any detail here. The second thing, the second value that they promoted, we need to prioritize the things that cause happiness. And that is kind of like, I mean, there's, there's all this evidence. Uh, Paramahamsa sent me a, a, a link about Instagram now considering hiding all the likes because they see how people, I mean, I've, some of the big social media companies are now getting a little bit worried because there's so much pushback and there's lots of data to show how their purposeful designs and manipulation are contributing to, if not in some cases, causing mental health issues. They are playing on things that are part of our human nature and exploiting those things for financial gain. And in doing it, they're causing harm. What's the difference between that and selling cigarettes? or selling pee, or heroin. Objectively, there is no fundamental difference. It just one is more, excuse the pun, socially acceptable. So in, in just expounding a little on that second point, they say positive relationships are the most important external contributors to happiness. And, and I remind you that the, uh, these are academics that are writing this, people that are steeped 
in study and research. And they find that positive relationships are the most important external contributors to happiness. We need to put people first and do everything we can to create positive, loving, and collaborative relationships in our families, organizations, and communities. I, I have absolutely no argument with that. These things are, are incredibly important. And again, it's founded on, on a fundamental spiritual principle that we will get to at some point. The third value is helping others is essential for a happier society. Not important, not even necessary, but essential. And I remind you again, these are academics who have studied the issue. So just in, in looking, looking at those things, uh, I'll, I'll just expound on that. Self, they say self-centered individualism is not the route to happiness. Helping others is, of course, good for their happiness, but it, is, it also makes ourselves happier and healthier too. Now, the things I've just read or mentioned, none of them are shocking. I mean, not in terms of being a, a new and radical idea. This is actually ancient wisdom. But the problem is when we consciously choose or are unconsciously manipulated into choosing a course of life, a course of action, a direction in life that works counter to these principles, you cannot have any other outcome other than unhappiness and purposelessness. Cannot. And so there needs to be some sort of criteria that we as individuals adopt in our life that benchmark our choices, benchmark our values, our decisions on how we're going to do things, how we're going to live, that are going to govern even interpersonal relationships. If interpersonal relationships are just about how much I'm getting out of it. This is a flashback to the book I just mentioned, Looking Out for Number One. When I see myself as the most important component of my social philosophy, my life's philosophy, my existence, when I see myself as being the pivotal or underlying, the foundational thing in my life, this is our problem. And next week we'll begin to talk about why and how this is inherently spiritually, very corruptive. 
and why it, it cannot produce good, good outcomes, self-centeredness, while it seems to be a really good focus to get what you want, to win through intimidation, as the author wrote, it actually is not any key to success. Even if you succeed in self-centeredness, you fail. You end up alone, unhappy, unfulfilled, even desperate. That's the natural outcome of self-centeredness. At a bare minimum, there needs to be an embrace of others as being equally important as myself. If I can't get there, at least significantly important, almost as important as myself. <laughs> I mean, we'll take what we can get. <laughs> as long as we're moving in that kind of direction. So, um, they had, of course, you know, and I think it's part of some bigger effort, um, referred to May as meaningful May. And they, and they put out a calendar in order to, you know, go with this theme, meaningful May. And what they did was to write one thing that you could do each day on this calendar to try and make your life more meaningful. And it's astonishing that the things they write down are so simple, like incredibly simple. We live quite often in, in, in such a toxic society, supercharged materialism, consumerism, self-centeredness, and, and we've lost touch. See, the problem is that when you start heading down these pathways, they actually change your state of consciousness. You start developing filters that become increasingly more powerful in distorting the way in which you receive and give information and engage with the world and others. And because the, the process is gradual, even though it may be very fast, because it's gradual, because I didn't see much change between myself today and, and yesterday, I'm, I'm hanging out with me. I live in my mind and I don't see all the changes that are going on, the gradual changes. Whereas somebody else that's not hanging around with you, they see you one week, and then perhaps six months later they run into you again. It's like, whoa, what happened? <laughs> they see the change, but we don't see it because it's, it's so gradual. But the effect of these lifestyle choices and this change of consciousness 
is that we become completely bound by it. Completely bound by it. So I'll just read. I've, I've just got seven here from the first, the first week. Okay, and you're meant to look at this calendar and read the thing for the day, and you can get it, you know, downloaded onto your phone so you get reminded, you know, to this is what you need to do. The first one is do something meaningful for someone that you really care about. Do something meaningful. I mean, wow, that's actually really challenging. What am I going to. How am I going to understand meaningful? Is it like meaningful to me? Or no, it's actually, I could do something that's meaningful for me and, and it means nothing to them. It's like, what? So, I, what, what do I have to do? I have to begin to change my perspective. I need to get a little bit closer and be a little bit more concerned. What, what, what would that person that I care about? considered to be meaningful. And that's somewhat going to shape my choice. Okay, day one. Day two. Share photos of three things that you find meaningful or memorable today. It's like, come on, how corny is that? Is that like cheesy or is it just me? It smells like pizza in here. <laughs> no, actually, this is kind of far out. Why is it far out? Because it means, okay, if I'm going to share three photos of something that's memorable, it has to be worth remembering, or something that's meaningful then now I have to start becoming more conscious today about actually looking for things that are meaningful and memorable. I can't just like get so locked into my head. I'm just there and doing that and then doing that. And I, I need to take a deep breath and slow down. Because if I'm going to look for something I can photograph, I have to start thinking about things. I have to get out of my head. I have to take the driving wheel, the driver's wheel of my life. I mean, I'm, I'm not aggressively promoting these guys or anything, but hey, I like them. I think they're pretty cool. And I think there's more to it. We'll get to that. Number three. Take interest in people who are older, younger, or different to you. What does that mean? Take interest. You know, they're asking you to step outside your comfort zone and to do things you don't normally do. To recognize a common humanity beyond the labels. Just because somebody's of a different age, they have different inclination, different whatever, different racial extractions or, you know, whatever. Let's put that one aside. Let's, let's connect with someone who's different than me. 
to take interest, not just, you know, superficially, but actually to show interest. Four, get outside. Look at the sky and feel connected to the natural world. That will cause some people to have a nervous breakdown. (laughs) But it's so important. We utterly lose sight of the fact that we live on this planet floating around in space, if I can put it that way. And that's kind of like awesome. We're kind of moving at a magical speeds and we're not even aware of it. And there's all kinds of stuff going on that we're part of. And when I become so disconnected from everything and live in my head, I put others in danger. I put the world in which I live in danger. I put myself in danger. Five, choose one of your life goals and take a step towards it. Whoa. That's going to be really hard. I don't have any life goals. (laughs) Maybe I should have some goals. Maybe I should think about where I want to go and where I should be going. And the idea of not just having it hanging there in the air on the wall or on my phone as one of my goals, but actually thinking about, okay, today I have to take a step, a significant step or some sort of step towards at least one of those goals. And what it's doing, it's making you think and act more consciously rather than just acting due to desire and stuff that's going on in your head, all of these external forces that are constantly pulling and pushing you, you decide something that you are going to do of importance and you take a step. Number six, what are your most important values. Use that today. I mean, we're just up to the sixth day here. Most people are going to have a breakdown before they get through the week because we're just not used to doing anything like this. The idea of becoming more mindful, the idea of acting more consciously, Actually making decisions, reclaiming, reclaiming our life and acting more responsibly in in directing it. And the last one for the week, the seventh day, go on a kindness mission. Or offer time to help others today. I mean, what would you do if that was on your phone and you agreed to yourself, I'm going to do this? What would you choose to do as a kindness mission? Where would you go? Who would you go to? What would you do? 
You know, we just, we just don't even think about these things in, in, in a very conscious manner. If we are going to be sincere in our attempts to find greater meaning and purpose, and, and I will put it to you and we'll, we'll be dealing with it as we go forward, that ultimate, the ultimate purpose and meaning to your life will be spiritual. And it will be spiritual because life is not material. Life is not a product of matter. Life is a symptom of spiritual existence. Matter, atomic particles, don't manifest life. Spiritual particles do. That is the symptom of their presence, how you know that they are there. And this is truly the key. The key to finding significant purpose will actually be spiritual in nature. This recognition of myself as an eternal spiritual being, having a temporary material experience. This body that I have on is not me. This mind and all the crap in it is not me. It doesn't define me. These are just labels that I'm grabbing and clinging to, like a drowning person clinging to a something floating by in the water, trying to stay, stay afloat. All of these things that we've talked about, and um, this is so important, but you know, we, we do things rather quickly here in, in the evening. People tell me that people don't have very much attention span anymore. I hope you're all with me still. No, this is important. I think everybody is with me. But if you were to just take on board some of the things that we've discussed, even, even if you don't want to go deeper, even if you don't want to look at the spiritual underpinning of these things, I really do encourage you to consider these types of ideas and principles and not just adopt them superficially, but make them a significant part of your life. Begin the process of consciously making some decision. I mean, I actually, I thought when I first looked at it, the, the calendar thing, just first glance, I'm going like, what the hell? And then I looked at it and I thought, well, I was so judgmental there. I was thinking this was going to be unicorns and, and rainbows and, you know, pink balloons and whatever. But hey, no, this is serious stuff. And it, it's founded upon, even though it's highly academic and it's all founded in, in research and data, 
They are touching upon ancient wisdom and truth. And the more that you can take this on board, even if you don't want to get into the spiritual stuff, the happier and healthier you will be. Okay? So, um, this is not a plug, by the way. We put the, the talks up on, on Facebook and YouTube. If you want to go back and go over it, and I might just post you know, some of those things that I read out, um, they're worthwhile. They're extremely worthwhile. And as a, someone who's trying to really promote spiritual ideas, and adopt spiritual philosophies and directions. I know that for whatever reason, even if you don't want to deal with that, anybody that embraces this stuff, they are beginning to reconnect with their deeper spiritual self. And that is why you feel happier. That is why you feel better when you do any of these things that's talked about. Okay, thank you very much.
Thank you very much.